Okay. Bucket favor, boys say. And we are going to start from the new Mishnah. It's like the Mishnah, there's two Mishnahs and a Daf, so it's, uh, we're going to start the lower Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, You're allowed to hunt, we'll just translate it now because we already saw it yesterday, I'm not going to make it a big surprise. Sudden is a ishus, you're allowed to hunt moles, this achbarim and mice, misteha ilan from a grain field, orchard, misteha lavan from a grain field, kidarkai in the normal fashion, bimoid, anchalamoid, uvashis, and during the Shemitah year. You're allowed to hunt them and trap them um, from a orchard in the normal fashion. You say, I love Anshalakadarko, but from a grain field, you have to do it in an abnormal fashion with a shinui. And the explanation that's given for the Chachamim is, is because they're not as damaging to a grain field, and therefore you should not do it in the normal fashion. But you can still do it because they're somewhat damaging, and that's why you should do it with a shinui. And then another halacha, umakrin esapirtsim you're allowed to close off a breach in a fence and a wall in Cholamoid, and during Shemitah you can even build it in its regular fashion. Says the Gemara, or Frak the Gemara Kasha, my Ishus, what is this Ishus creature that you had before, that you mentioned in the Mishnah, you're allowed to trap and hunt? Amr Yehuda Bray, uh, I did it again. Amr Yehuda, I gotta put commas in my own Gemara. Amr Yehuda, comma, Beria She'ein La Enaim, it is a creature that does not have eyes, and again, like we suggested, it's a, probably a mole. Amar Rava bar Yishmal, v'yitamer v'yamer bar Shalmi a micro. What's the pasuk that helps us know what an ishus is? It's a pasuk delim. The pasuk says, "Kamo shavulul temes yahalich," like a snail that melts and I would have said gone away, but Danny insisted on tra- translating it as slither away, based on his uh, vast knowledge of Tanakh. Nafal eshes balchazu shemesh, the eshes will fall without seeing the sun. We cannot see the sun. So we see that this word ishus is related to the word not seeing, and that's how we know that the ishus is a reference to a mole, which is a non-seeing creature. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaita Tanarabadan, Sadana Se Ishus Vesach Baran, Misteya Lavan Misteya Ilan, Kidarka. So that's a quote that we have from our Mishnah. This is another Brisa, though. You're allowed to go ahead and trap the mole and the mice from a grain field and from an orchard, Kidarka, in the normal fashion. And now another lacha, umachriven, you're allowed to go ahead and destroy chori nemalim ant holes. And I guess obviously you're only doing this because you feel the ants are going to be damaging. I don't know if anybody has any experience with this, but I was thinking about it afterwards. Are ants that damaging? Can you have red ants? Whatever. Yeah, I guess maybe certain types of ants, carp, you know, red ants or whatever it is. Uh, I always thought they're little harmless little creatures, but whatever. Apparently, I guess if you have, if you have enough that are infesting your crop, then they'll eat enough of it and cause problems. I said, like an orchard, I would have thought it was like kind of like too big to damage, but um, there wouldn't be a Gemara otherwise if it wasn't true. So that's an interesting idea. So now the question is, how does one destroy an anthole? Take earth from one anthole and put it in the anthole you're trying to destroy. 
and they strangle each other. And the way Rashi seems to understand it, I would have thought on my own, by the way, which I looked it up on an article afterwards, that it does have one of the Mahalchim that says this, that there might be ants from the first anthole who are now invading the second anthole, and they'll have a little civil war with each other and destroy <laughs> each other. Um, and they actually strangle each other. I didn't realize they had like little hands to like, go to each other, not like that. But uh, Rashi seems to simply say, Rashi on this, by the way, if you want to see Rashi inside, they smell the foreign soil, they don't recognize it. And that kind of just gets them all in a tizzy and they end up dying. Which again, I guess they're not the smartest creatures, but... Uh, and one of the prizes of ants is that they, can, they don't take other ants' possessions. They, they can smell that it belongs to someone else. Interesting. So... So I guess it's part of it. Like it's the, it, it throws. They to kill them. What? <laughs> hey, didn't say they don't kill. Didn't say they don't kill. Didn't say they don't kill. Yeah. Um, that's, the, that's the only way that you can do it. What? Is he suggesting that's the only way you can do it? You can't just like, like, step on it or pour water in it or. No, it's uh, oh, yeah, we 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 understood yesterday. It must not be effective. No, but I don't know if you can, can, oh. one, can one actively kill it. Certainly not on your own, so you can't actively kill it. Right, so we're talking about cholamoid right now. Yeah, we're talking about cholamoid, so the question is... There's more moid, there's more moid. Yeah, that's true, 100%. I mean, say there's oster and killing is oster, so the question is, is that, you know... Yeah, I'm saying... My understanding was if you have an infestation of ants that are large enough to destroy an orchard, um, Scott shares size 11 shoes is not going to cut it or whatever. So it's very nice, 10 and a half. Uh, 10 and a half. Okay, exactly. I was saying it's not, uh, unless you're going to spend your entire yacht just stomping away like a madman. But uh, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll cut it. But either, so that, that's, what's, that's what the eights that we have here from Shas, how to destroy anthills. Um, I am so tempted to even just try it for the fun of it next time I see an anthill, to like go a couple of miles away and try to find another one and uh, cause, cause a, uh, uh, a, 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 a... Yeah, exactly, a civil war on my, my front lawn. But uh, either way, the Chanikin says Amar of Yemar Bar Shalmi Yamishmed Abaye. Bar Shalmi says the name of Abaye. There's a couple other conditions over here. Behud the Kai Betri Avin Hara. It only works to grab the earth if it's from two sides of a river. Because again, the key point here that's be foreign soil. So if it's from the same side of the river, then they'll recognize that soil and won't drive them crazy. Behud the Leka Gishra. It's also that there's no bridge because they get across on the bridge, then it still counts as being on the same side. Behud the Leka Gamla. There isn't even a board to get across the river. Behud the Leka Mitzra. There isn't even a rope bridge to get across. And we said it's not a reference to the rope itself, it's a reference to the, how thin the board is to get across. You actually need a rope to help you get across it. But the point being is, is that uh, if you can't get across easily, then it counts as basically being on the same side as the river. Ad Kama, and then we asked, even on the same side of the river, how far away is considered to be um, too far away that it's actually considered to be foreign soil at that, pi- at that point. It's Ad Parsa until a Parsa, which we said a Parsa is for meal. Uh, a meal is uh, is uh, is about eight thousand. Four meal is about eight thousand amas, and we said eight thousand amas plays out to about uh, two, two and a half to three, whatever miles. Okay. Says the Gemara, right? Rehuda Imer misdeha ilan kedarka misdeha lavan shalok kedarka. Rehuda says. You're allowed to hunt them from a orchard in the normal fashion and from a grain field. You're allowed to do it in an abnormal fashion. What? Is it in the Chama? Yeah. Just there. Where do you go stand? You see the side of the page over? Yeah, the side of the page says, Vesvarma Chirm. 
The last one, the Nugumar itself didn't even tell us explicitly was remarried at any point. Yeah. This one's actually telling us Rabbi Huda. Very interesting. Just go stand. Thank you. Rabbi Huda, Emer Mastea, Elon, Kedarko, Mastea, Love, and Shlokadarko. Tanarabon. Ketzad, Kedarko, how does one do such a thing in the normal fashion? And obviously, how does one do it in the abnormal fashion? So, Ketzad, Kedarko, Choifer, Guma, Vitaila, Bamatsuda. You dig a hole and you hang a trap in it. That is the normal way to catch these creatures. Dig a hole and hang a trap in it. Right? We're good? What is the abnormal way to catch these creatures? I, I, I'm, I'll translate these words. I'm not familiar with this technique. Um, you drive a spit, a like metal pole, into the ground. Again, don't forget, moles have mole holes, mole hills. Umaka bekordum, and hit that pole, that spit, on the top with a hammer. Maka, hit it with the kordum, which is a hammer. Umardaha dama mitachta, and flatten the ground underneath it. Basically, just making them cave in. This is a technique to make the holes cave in, and just smush them to death underneath the ground. So that's the abnormal way of doing it. Rashi just says on Noet uh, Shvud, it's the fourth line down in Rashi, Right, drive this spit into the ground in the place that they're found underground. You'll shake up the ground and you'll um, smush them there. Memayich means you'll smush them. You smush them underneath. So again, obviously it's uh, unpleasant, but again, that is what it is. Why can't you do it in the dairy, which is not not the normal fashion? Why do you say it? You're leading to a question. I feel you're leading to a question. I'm just trying... It seems to be more effort to, to do this. I knew, I, I know, I know, I know where he's going. I, I was, I, I knew, he was, I knew where he was going. His question is: Is that are we trying? Are we not trying to minimize effort? And is it not less effort just to put a trap down than it is to be busy driving spits into the ground? Right? Yeah. No, I understand. I totally get it. Um, the question is: Is it a malacha? It's really more of a question. So we're putting out traps is much more of a formal malacha over here. It may be a bit more effort, but uh, the malachas of Shabbos, Yantiv, and Cholamoid are more malacha based than they are effort based, and therefore, oh, so an earthquake yeah, is okay. Yeah, so exactly. The trapping and killing are the same. Are the same for, for uh, they're different malachas of Shabbos. No, but I'm saying but yeah. there's no, there's no more strict. Order. Right, I hear, I hear. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I guess the point is, is that you're doing a shinoi. And just like in Hilfah Shabbos, is a concept of a shinoi, where you've done things differently, and therefore it, it's downgraded from the severity of the Avera. So over here, yes, the end goal is the same, but the process, one of them is the normal, fa- is the normal process, and therefore it's more also. And one of them is an abnormal. They're, they're specifying how to do it. I mean, like, you take something with your left hand or something, There's, it almost seems like this is the shinoi, but this could be... This standard way of doing it if you wanted to. I mean, you know what I mean? Are you, are you questioning their knowledge of shinoids and regular... Uh, no, it just seems like they're specifying the yeah, shinoids. That's, that's true. I mean, but uh, just like you just said, use your elbow, use your... You know, there, there are ways that... The point is, there is the normal way to do it, and then here's a couple of tips how to do things in an abnormal way. But yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. It, do, it does sound fairly normal to me also. It almost sounds more efficient as well because you kind of get them all at once as opposed to having to do, you know, keep on resetting the trap to get more of them, which also could be actually a proof that you're minimizing the effort right. because it's just a, you know, catch-all. It's almost them. like Scotty's word is like, why not take the Kedarka and then the Lokadarka is to just do the trapping with the left hand. Okay. 
Bring in the southpaw. Yeah, there you go. So here it goes. We get inside. So dig a hole and put a trap inside of it. Stick a metal pole into the ground. Hit it with a hammer. And squish them. Tanya says in a brisa, who's are we quoting over here? Um, I guess I'll read it. Shemet Alazar Aimer. When they said that rule, that when you're hunting them and you're catching them from a stay lavan, you have to do it with a shinui, we're only talking about a grain field that is close to a city. But if you actually have your grain field next to stay ilan, you're allowed to hunt them and catch them in a normal fashion. Why? Because maybe as uh, they're in the orchards, they're going to start running into your... Uh... That makes sense. When you eat them before, you're not kidding them. You're just driving them from the house. Exactly. So... Exactly. So, you know, that'll end up destroying your orchards. So therefore, they're going to leave your grain field and run into the orchard and just right over there. And therefore, it's kind of a broader part of the process of just catching them to make sure they don't destroy your orchards. So you're allowed to do it. So again, that's a very logical thing. So by default, if you have totally separate areas where you have your grain fields and you have your orchards, then in fact, Allah is going to be is that in the grain field you do a shalok kederach and in the orchard you do a kederach. If, however, they're right next to each other, then even in the grain field you can catch them in a normal fashion because you don't catch them in a normal fashion, so you drove them away straight into your orchard and you're causing problems for yourself. So you don't have to subject yourself to that and you're allowed to catch them in that, in, in, in that way in a normal fashion. Um, it's a little bit interesting. To, you, you say you're driving them. Are you driving them away, or are you just, are you killing them? I thought yeah, that's it the best. Sound like you're killing them. You're driving them away. You're destroying the house. Right. Well, Rashi's words are Rashi's words are mimayichosam. But if you're killing them, what's the difference? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Unless it's, unless it's not you know again your your attempt is to kill them. But it's not as uh, you know foolproof as opposed to mamas just catching them in these you know, you know. I'd imagine they know how to dig out of holes. That's what their job is. So I don't fully know how to smush them. But okay, that is what it is. So let's read again inside. Tanya, first of all, is Tanya. Tanya, Rosh Hashanah, Lazar, Eimer. Kisha Amr Misday Lavan Shalokidarkoi. Well, Amr Ela Besada Lavan Hasmucha Leir. We only said that has that limitation where you're dealing with a grain field that's next to the city. Aval. But if you actually have your grain field directly next to your orchard, you're allowed to hunt them, even in the normal fashion. Because maybe they're going to leave the grain field and end up destroying the orchard, the trees. Says the Gemara Vaita. You're allowed to close off breaches on Kalamoid. Kate said, Makrin, I'm loving these Gemaras, we're getting practical tips over here. Rabbi Yosef Omar, Behoitza Vedafna. Behoitza Vedafna comes up all over Shas, <laughs> which basically means you're using, you know, uh, palm branches and reeds, and you're going to just do some sort of weave the best of your ability to give it a temporary close to the breach that was created around the, in, the, in, the, in the fence in the, in, the, in, the, in the wall. So again, Kate said, Makrin, Rabbi Yosef Omar, Behoitza Vedafna, Behoitza but we have another source that teaches us, Tsar. B'tsror ve'eno tach betit. What's a tsror? Tsor mishalo. It's a stone. Tsor. Tsor. Tsar b'tsror. Stone it with stones, which means set up a stone, ho- uh, um, you know, a blocker to the breach. Ve'eno tach betit, but you cannot go ahead and plaster it. 
So again, you're allowed to actually even not, not just do the reeds and kind of weave them over the hole, but you can do something a little more significant, which is to pile stones there, but you cannot go as far on Cholomoy to actually plaster them and cement them in place. Uh, so no tuck pointing on Cholomoy, but you could do the actual laying of the bricks. Is it Here? I'm just trying to understand. That Compared to wait, wait, these two words here, or, or yeah. this word versus other words? Tsar no, Tsar is a verb in the noun. Stone stones, right. you know, lay stones. Right, but at the tzor, the tzor, 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 tzor is a tzor is a is a rock. Right. I say, is it the same word? One's a tzor and one's a tzor, or what? Uh, that, that I can't tell you. I believe they're the same word. Uh-huh. I, it's only that same shower. It's no shayla. I just. Uh, I'm just worrying. Yes, tzor tamim paolo. Yes, is it punctuation? Danny, what's the punctuation? Beats roar, so it'll be tzor. Yeah. Tzor. Uh, I'm assuming it's Oliveria. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. okay, so again, let's read again. Let's go up again to the two dots. Ketza Makrin, how does one close off the breach? Rav Yosef Amar, Behutza Vadafna, you use these reeds. Vemas Nisa Tana, Sar Bitsur, you close it off with stones. Veinotach Betit, but you do not plaster it to hold it in place permanently. Amar of Chista, Lo Shanu, El Kaisel Hagina. But we only taught this halacha that you're limited, if you're talking about a kosel around the garden, that's where, again, you're really protecting your crops over there, and the lacha is you have to do it with one of these kind of temporary fashion types of um, closing off of the breaches. But if you actually have your actual courtyard to your house, we're not talking about a garden anymore, we're talking about protecting your home, and it fell down and there's a breach in it, you're allowed to actually literally build it normally for the protection of your family. Protecting your crops, do things temporarily. Protecting your family, do it right. And then why do we say that uh, you can let the ants out to the city? They're just going to walk right into the uh, house. Well, we're talking about just even just uh, bandits and thieves. We're, we're talking about like, overall safety. Say, yeah, safety. Yeah, unless, not unless not you, damaged the house. I didn't realize you have an ant phobia. <laughs> well, now I do. Exactly. You <laughs> <laughs> do have ants. Exactly. But um, fine. But if you have a kaisal of a courtyard itself, then you can build it in the normal fashion. Let's say we have a support for the statement we just made that you are allowed to build normally for a chatzar. What, what's the Messiah? So we have the following b'risa. Kaisal ha-goiche If one has a wall that's leaning over, goiche, Gachen means to lean over. Goicha. If you have a wall that's leaning over into Rishas Rabbim. So what can you do with that? You can knock it down and build it again in the normal fashion. Why? Because otherwise it's going to be dangerous. So what do we see though? We see that you're allowed to build chatzer walls normally on Cholomoid. Now what's the argument against that? Come on, there's an easy argument against this one. No, the easy question is, is that it told us why you're allowed to do it, because it's dangerous. <laughs> it's a kind of stavashos. It's not just um, you know, uh, you know, seemingly a, a, a concern. So again, so we have a seeming lema messiah. Let's read lema messiah again. Again, lema messiah If you have a wall that is leaning over into Shisarabim, you can knock it down and build it again in normal fashion, which seems to be a proof that, again, the walls of Chatzerim, you're allowed to go ahead and build in normal fashion. You don't have to do the Hutz of Adafnas or to put up the stones without any plastering. So says the Gemara, Hasam Kirektani Taima. There, you can't tell me that you have a proof from there, because there, as it taught us the reason, Mipnei So it's only because of actual danger you're allowed to do such a thing. But maybe in our case, where it's not you know, clear and imminent danger, you would not be able to go ahead and build in normal fashion. 
Vika de Amri, and there are others that say, you know what? Not only is this brisa not a proof, it's actually a disproof. Adarama. It's only allowed because it's Zakana, which is mashma under normal circumstances. You cannot close off a chatzar um, kedarka, right? And once we see sort of be that, the focus on those words of mipnei Zakana, now not only is it not a proof that you're allowed to build things normally for a chatzar, it's actually a proof you cannot build things normally for a chatzar unless there's an imminent danger that's going to be there, right? Makes sense. So the Gemara says you get down. Others say Tashma, come and listen. Exact same quote. A wall that's leaning over to Shusarabim, you can knock it down and build it in the normal fashion because of the danger. In the diak is, is that you're allowed to do it because of sakana. Shalom sakana If it's not because of danger, you may not do it. Therefore, we should then conclude. It's a it's a disproof of Rav Chista. I have a problem with them not Well, I lean. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, I mean. Last time I drove out your house, you didn't have a fence around your hut, so you only had a door closed in front door. Nice door with 18 bolted locks on it. I guess maybe. I mean, their main layer of defense was the was the wall yeah. around the hut, sir. That's, that's a total. Yeah. Well, well Rafi, Rafi, Rafi is. Uh, Rafi, Rafi is showing off his knowledge of medieval times that they didn't have bolts on their doors. And, and they, uh, how do you know that? They had a bolt. I mean, I mean I'm a, most of their stone fences, put it this way, if, if you're a murderous bandit, right, you're the stone you're fence, you're you're and without the barbed wire on top of it, you're going to climb right over it. Not, not a lot of people lock their doors, but if the door's closed, then you feel a It's an added deterrent, I hear. I hear. I mean, in the end of the day, the psak is that it's of the chutz, you're allowed to close it. We're just trying to find a support from the brisa. And so we're saying this. I, I just have a problem with them not understanding that like, this is considered not a sakana. For you're, you're arguing that, like, like, why are you distinguishing and saying, oh, that's a real sakana. Right. But can you call it a danger? I mean, we have to call it a danger. A faulty wall that's leaning into Shisarabim that hundreds of people are going to be passing by. It's your achrayas to take away the hazard. They say there's a breach in your fence. You have to keep in mind also, this is off the Mavui. So you have the Rosh Hashanah, you have the Mavui, you have the Chatzar, you have a bolt on your door. They call it imminent danger. I wouldn't call it. Maybe they change. Yeah, the wild mice and, 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 and the murderous ants. The murderous ants that you have over there. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's psychological yeah. that if the breach is... If there's a breach, doesn't care about like, uh, right. it's not going to be paying attention of chatzah you're allowed to do normally. We deflected that and said, no, because it says it's because it's a condo. If it's not a condo, you can't do it. But then we said, Adarab, let's go ahead and flip it and use it as a proof against us and say, it's only because it's a condo, but if it's not because it's a condo, you can't do it. So the Gemara says back to that, Amrachalarachistar, Chistar would defend himself and say, no, it's not a proof against me, because Hasam Saiser Uboina, Hacha Boina Velo Saiser. There, you're going a step further. You're actually knocking down a wall and rebuilding it. That's a lot of effort. 
But here, you're just building it up, and therefore, you can't say, maybe you could say, that's what gives you the Rishus to actually be Saiser and Boina, but by us, even if it's not a Mamash Akana, you're allowed to be Boina, even though you're not being Saiser. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, maybe it might depend a little bit on the, you know, the tons of kids. I don't, you know, I don't know those types of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's only one more line inside. It kind of just seals us off. The Gemara says then, Hasam Nami Lister Velolivni. Very good question if you, don't, if, if you stop and think about it. By the case of the wall that's leading to the Rabbim, just knock it down and don't even build it. The concern is not that you need it for security. The main concern is, is that is that it's going to fall down on somebody. So just knock it down. And just lay the stones on the side and everything's fine. So it says the Gemara, So a very, very uh, interesting psychological fact is that if we tell them you can only knock it down and build it up again, they might say to themselves, I'd rather not knock it down in the first place and risk having it lean over. So mimna means to hold back. Mimonea. So they're going to hold back and not be sister, and therefore we say to them, you know what, knock it down and build it again to ensure that the security of Claudius was taken care of. Okay, a lot of chazar for tomorrow, a lot of chazar for today, and uh, Bez Hashem, we will uh, go through it all slowly again tomorrow. Well, there's a new riot for Kvodobos tonight, so we'll see you on the Kvodobos. Aishas, Bachos Hashem, Aishas, revive, and you can see the sun.